Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Looking out for you and yours with our new life and mortgage protection insurance. Whether you think of him as Uncle Colm from Derry Girls or the surreal character from the Nighthawk days in RTE in the late 80s and 90s, Kevin McAleer has always had a comedy style of his own. Now, after nearly 40 years of doing stand-up, Kevin is doing just two more big gigs than hanging up his microphone. Well, for now. But I'm delighted he's joining me from OMAD this morning. Good morning, Kevin McAleer. Good morning, Miriam. Good to talk to you again. Oh, so nice to talk to you. Now, listen, is it true you are in Drumnachilly, the County Tyrone townland where you grew up? So you haven't moved very far in your life. That's right. Um, yeah, I did a lot of travelling around the world, but I ended up back where I started in Drumnachilly. Is uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not a that's not a word you hear on the radio very often. I'll say it again: drum the killing. <laughs> <laughs> and your roots are in a farm, aren't they, Kevin? Tell me briefly about where you grew up and your family. Yes, it was a small farm, uh, you know, about thirty acres. Uh, and uh, but um, you know, after my parents died, we we were living in London, and we moved back um, in uh, nineteen ninety seven when the kids, the three kids, they were about six or seven years old. Mm. And uh, we sold, <coughs> we sold the, the land, you know, myself and my three sisters sold the land at that point. So I'm still in the family house, but we've only got about an acre of land now. So I just got a little polytunnel and do an odd bit of gardening when, when the fancy takes me. But the farm <laughs> is uh, itself is long gone. When did you, I was trying to remember, when did you start doing stand-up? Um, it would have been early 80s, uh, you know, the very first uh, attempt at it would have been in 82 or something like that. But I suppose it was, um, would have been 1984 or 5 before I, I actually, you know, started making a living out of it, which would have been on the London circuit, you know, and moved to, to London then for, for that purpose, you know, because there wasn't really much of a circuit here at the time, so... I just went to London, plugged into it over there. I love the story and I didn't know this. Anne Enright, who of course now is our Booker Prize winning author. She, when she was a producer in Nighthawks, tell that story. Wasn't she quite influential, Kevin, in getting you involved in Nighthawks? Yeah, much, I'd put it much more strongly than that. She was completely responsible for it because she just approached me after one of my live shows in the in the Project Arts Centre and asked me would I be interested in devising something for Nighthawks and uh, I, d- I did that you know specifically went went home and and thought about um, something that, that would, would fit into it and <clears throat> then came back to her with um, some video uh, you know um, VHS video of uh, me just t- talking to talking to the camera in the corner of my bedroom <laughs> And she, that was the that was the um, sort of the the bones of the Nighthawks character, and she she really liked it and and um, uh, you know uh, took it on board and and um, got it on Nighthawks. So she's she's totally responsible for for connecting me with Nighthawks and and for uh, for getting it um, made as well. So. Um, thank you, Anne. For, <laughs> a woman of many think, talents. Uh, and, and obviously I, I had no idea of, of the, the depth of talent, uh, <laughs> the writing talent lurking under the surface of, of her own um, 
persona as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever thanked her, so um, uh, I'm better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. She listens, so she'll be pleased. And listen, of course, a whole new generation discovered you as Uncle Colm. I have to ask you about that and Jerry Girls. What was that like for you? You were a, It was a brilliant character. It was it was great. It was like it was like um, the same phenomenon that happened to me with Nighthawks. You know, an echo, a really lovely echo of that. You know, about uh, twenty years later, it's probably more than that. But mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe t- t- say twenty five years later, where um, <clears throat> something I'd done on on TV was just um, like Nighthawks was a fantastic program. Dairy Girls was. Uh, uh, off off the scale fantastic program <laughs> so to be involved in that uh, again and to have that level of reaction you know knock on effect from my live show was uh, just wonderful you know I said to someone I hadn't sold tickets that fast since 1993 <laughs> you know after after the, the Dairy Girls phenomenon so it was, it was just a wonderful bonus and of course, everyone's got their favourite scene. But look, that scene with Liam Neeson and Derry Girls, it was an absolute highlight, wasn't it? Where you literally bored Liam Neeson's <laughs> RUC officer into submission. <laughs> Tell me about that scene. How fun was that to do? It was such a pleasure to to bore uh, Liam Neeson. And he, he did it so he did it so <laughs> well that... Uh, um, it was it was very rare. It was very rare for me to have to try to keep a straight face. You know, uh, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm very good at that. You know, but uh, I I didn't manage to do it with, <laughs> with trying to do that scene with Liam Neeson. So it was uh, it was a very very challenging. And obviously to be trying to deliver lines uh, to while well, you're looking at Liam Neeson in, in in any context. So it was a double challenge. To be to be delivering the lines to him, and also he was just so good that uh, it was very hard for me to keep a straight face. Have new audiences come to you since Dairy Girls? I mean, you definitely—it's a generational thing, isn't it, Kevin? So many young people watched that series and loved you in it. That's right, and that, <clears throat> that was just a, such such a lovely bonus as well, uh, and a lot of them who. A lot of people that came up to me and, and you know recognised me as Uncle Colin were um, totally unaware of my my um, stand up. Uh, you know, my life as a stand up, and were quite surprised by it. You know, to, that uh, that I did that as well, and the, a lot a lot of people came to to check out my stand up through that. You know. And um, of course, got someone completely different. You know, um, uh, not uh, obviously. Um, I'm not a hundred thousand miles from <laughs> from the Uncle Colin persona, but the the material w- was was totally different. But they but they lapped it up, you know. So I, w- I was slightly apprehensive that they might come expecting you know two hours of Uncle Colin, but they um, they were they. Um, you know, they just laughed a lot at what they <laughs> what they got. So that was that was was good to know. Elaine from Galway Texan say, "Oh, I loved all the characters in Dairy Girls, but Uncle Colin was definitely my favourite." Bill has texted in to ask, "Can you ask Kevin Miriam about the photograph of the owls, the owl chicks?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have the I still have the slide. Yeah, they used to be the stars of my slideshow, which was my first stand-up act in London. You know, when I 
when I got going properly in the mid-80s. And that uh, it was a slide from London Zoo that my uh, wife, my girlfriend then, uh, gave me for a birthday present in 1984. And that was a... That was a priceless present to, to get because they they did become the the stars of the of the show. Sometimes I'll be talking to someone yeah. and, and in the middle of the conversation they go, The Isles. Yeah. The Isles. <laughs> because the Isles were famous, but I was kind of standing in the dark, poking them, you know, with a stick, you know. So um my face the the face of the Isles was much more famous than me in the mid eighties. Absolutely. <laughs> will will they feature now look it seems like you've decided for now that you are bringing end to your career. You're going to have two big shows in the Olympia and one in the Olympia after Nighthawks. Um, you're going to have two shows, actually, one in Vicker Street and mm-hmm. one in the Whitla, because I know you've moved from the Mandela because there are more people want to go. Why did you decide right. to call it a day? Yeah, I suppose the the seeds the seeds of it came to me during lockdown when when none of us could do anything live or or, or any any other in any other sphere, and um, I hadn't written uh, I haven't written new material for a couple of years, and uh, it just um, it dawned on me during during lockdown to to maybe draw a line under it, mm. and um, to just do the greatest hits, you know, because. Um, I think after after the Nighthawks phenomenon, I I did that, a li- you know, live a little bit longer than the, than I should have. You know, it was very hard to turn down the, the all the all the work being thrown at you, and that, it was a very important lesson to me not to not not to do that again. You know, mm. so I just I just thought I would um, just uh, just draw a line under it and and go out with a. Um, just was a celebration of of my back catalogue rather than, you know, drag it out and, and be standing there with a little nagging voice on my head on stage, possibly going, mm, how many people have seen all this before, you know? So yeah. it's nice to make a, I just thought I'd make a virtue out of it. And it's just, I've just been, uh, I'm really feeling the the, the love of the, of the audience uh, interest in, in these last couple of shows. You know, the, the scramble for tickets has just been very, very gratifying. So it's turned into something very exciting. And uh, in a paradox, paradoxical way, something new, you know, I've never retired before. So there's <laughs> an element of, of an adventure and ex- excitement about it as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, hope you, you'll come back after these shows as well. And these farewell shows for now, they're at Vicar Street Theatre in Dublin on April the 11th and in Belfast, Whitlow Hall on April the 21st. Kevin, as ever, thank you so much for chatting to me this morning and I wish you the very best of luck. 